an Eye of the Fights with your host, MMA Cover. Got my co-host here, Jake. Yeah. And uh, we have a lot to cover, a lot coming up. Uh, first half of the show, we're going to recap Olenek and or uh, Volkov and Overeem. Yeah, Volkov. Uh, got some Bellator news to talk about, uh, some UFC yeah. news, um, main card news for this weekend. And some more news after that. So there's a lot to talk about this episode. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's just dive right into it. So uh, starting off, the prelim card to Overeem and Volkov. And I'm not sure if you saw the featherweight bout between Odie Osborne um... and Rivera. But I got to say, man, Odie Osborne... Got the job done in, in round one in 28 oh. seconds. And it was a very well done knockout. Yeah. I, I didn't get to see that one, but uh, I, I'll have to look at that one back soon. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he basically, like, went to go throw a high leg, caught it, and kind of just real quick, caught him real quick and striked him down to yeah. the ground. And that was pretty much... But, the end of that. But the knockout of the night was definitely Corey Sanhagen's. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. By 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 far. I hate to see legends go out like that, yeah. but man, that was that guy is a straight up killer. You know, yeah. that guy definitely definitely put eyes on on that championship potential. And you know, we got four big names right there coming up who can potentially be fighting for that. Yeah. But uh yeah, so going into the main card, um man, we had we had some good fights. Uh, obviously uh Michael Johnson versus lo- uh, lost to uh Clay Guida. Yep. Due to due to the decision, you know, and and you know that's cool for people like that, you know. Those guys those guys have been in the game for a while, so you know, to come back and take a win real quick, you know, that's that's cool for yeah. them. Very, you know? very very solid competitors, been in the game for a long time. Yeah. Good journey. Yeah, you know, very, you know, very solid. You know, there was really no no beef between the two. You know, they weren't ripping each other's heads off. You know, it was just a simple like, hey, well, I'm gonna come back, fight this guy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You know. Uh, and then after that, like I said, our co-main Corey Sanhagen versus Frankie Edgar and uh, the flying knee. Wow. Yeah. Uh, at this point, what do you do with Corey Sanhagen? Uh, I would say title shot, but um. I don't know. It's it's a, it's a weird situation that he's in now. Cause that, I would, I would say title shot. But yeah. then again, we gotta remember in March we got Aljamain and Yan fighting for it. Yeah, yeah. So I think the easy thing for them for UFC to do is is to sit down, look at. Look at the available options, which obviously the first one that comes to mind would be TJ Dillashaw, you know, because he's yeah. off of his suspension, you know, and he's talking about that Snake return. in the grass. So, yeah, you know, when – so Corey Sanhagen knocking out Frankie Edgar, give Corey Sanhagen one more fight. Obviously, yeah. he has to have one more fight, that fight being TJ Dillashaw. Yeah. And if Sanhagen wins, he gets the winner – of either Aljamain or Jan. Yeah, that's that, that actually would make it. sense thinking about it. That's the best way UFC can possibly look at it in a strategic way. Yeah, yeah. 
and then moving on down to the heavyweight main event, uh, Alexander Volkov defeated Alistair Overeem due to a TKO in the second round, which is shocking nonetheless. You know, Overeem uh, kind of let me down. You know, yeah. I thought I had Overeem going into this one. I, I also had Overeem going into this one, but as the fight got closer, I, I thought Volkov would win with long ragey striking, but he just pressured him and pressured him and won the fight dominantly. And, and you know, that's that's the thing about Overeem, you know, is Overeem's really one to one fighter that I know can pressure somebody a lot, you know. Yeah. And to see it happen to him, it was like, whoa, he's on he's on the other end of it, you know, he's not really, you know. Yeah. He was moving fluid. And then it was just the it was the reach advantage yeah, the reach. for Alex. Don't get that. me wrong, the reach helped, but the pressure also worked amazingly. Oh yeah. yeah. The the reach the reach and, and the pressing of it, yeah. the pressing of the first round, it was just like, man, I don't really think Volkov or Overeem can can withstand what I, this guy is doing. And did you see his face afterwards? Wow. Yeah. That was bloody. Um yeah, so at this point, what do I want next from from Volkov and what do I want next from Overeem? Well Overeem uh, what do you do with what do you do with the guy like Overeem right now? Um, I don't know. Like, I, you would say retire because he's had a great career in kickboxing, Muay Thai, MMA, world class career in all of them. You would say retire because he's coming off a really, really bad loss. Um, but I don't know. It's a sticky situation with him as well. And then it's well, like yeah, you know, do you want to see him? go though is it his time because he tends to Overeem tends to talk about you know that last title run that last title shot and it's like man you're in you're in a you're in a sport nowadays and I and I I had a had a close friend tell me this with Frankie Edgar you're in a sports nowadays where these kids are these kids aren't at aren't like how they used to be these kids who are up and coming now are striving way more than you know prime versions of of you know of these fighters so you know yeah. it's like could a prime Alistair Overeem beat Volkov maybe yeah yeah maybe but, maybe you know but Volkov especially in the heavyweight just... division where there's so much power as well yeah you know that's the thing now for now with Volkov. It's like you look at Volkov now and it's like, all right, well, what do you do with this guy? Yeah. What do you do with him? Because he's coming off an so, impressive win over a legend. Over a legend. Alistair Overeem. Yeah. No. And if I'm corrected, I think Alistair was on a fight streak, wasn't he? Yeah. I think, yeah. He won like three or four, I think. There are four fights. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Hopefully the light, the heavyweights. Hopefully the heavyweights find something to do with those two. Yeah. Uh, really want to see Volkov back as soon as possible. Yeah. Uh, over him, maybe they'll give him one more fight. Yeah. Who knows? It's hard to say at this point. Yeah. But uh, switching switching the topic, moving over to Bellator. Yeah. Uh, Exciting. They re- <laughs> I know, right? It's crazy. Uh, they recently just signed. Uh, just signed a new agent and that agent being Usman Nuargameda to a multi-year contract, multi-year deal. Yep. So uh they got they got they got pretty much Khabib's cousin in Bellator now. Yeah, I know. 
Matt. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy, you know. And I like to see the tournament as well like coming up soon. Oh yeah. Uh UFC uh UFC also this uh switching back to UFC, UFC also last week told us that uh Cowboy and Diego Sanchez ver- verbally agreed to a fight on May eighth. Um hopefully that goes through. Hopefully none of that falls Two through days after because my those yeah, you know that hey that that's a good thing right there, yeah. man. Uh you know, hopefully uh hopefully that happens. We know uh we know we heard Cowboy talk about his last run and he wanted it to be in fifty five. Yeah. So uh what a what a guy to give him, you know, give him Diego Sanchez. Yeah. Wow. I wonder who's that it was yeah. I wonder if that was Dan or think if that was Savoni still beats Diego Sanchez though. Oh yeah, for sure. I think I think Cowboy gets it done. If it's anything like these past two Cowboys that we've seen, could be a problem because these past two Cowboys, I think we've seen the one that fought Connor and the one that fought uh, Nico Price. Yeah. Uh, if it's anything like those uh, Cowboys, I think Cowboy needs to change up his game plan, and I need I think he needs to look at this as. Maybe, but um, if you look at Diego Sanchez's last um, performances, it, he was really bad in uh, against Jake Matthews as well. Yeah, so I do think Cowboy should just change up his change up his style just a little bit. You know, yeah. throw, uh, throw some vintage Cowboy back into there. Let's let's see some vintage Cowboy again. Yeah. Uh, and then our next story. And uh, I don't, I don't know how true this is. I did hear it though, and I did post it on the on the Instagram page. Is that uh, Dustin Poirier versus McGregor three is being targeted? We have no set date yeah. yet, but we just know it is being targeted. And uh, I think at this point, everybody knows we're gonna get that eventually. Yeah, I, I, Sometime- I, I said it as soon as Dustin Poirier won. There's no way Dustin Poirier won't take another money fight with McGregor. You know. And it's like, well, at the end of that, I mean, we know we know Dustin is open to the open to the idea of having a third fight with Connor. Yeah. So you know, at this point, it's like, okay, well, they basically teased it right there that that night of the that night of UFC two fifty seven, uh, Dustin was like, oh yeah, we'll fight, we'll fight again, we'll run yeah. it back. So yeah, most definitely. That one's kind of. That one's kind of. Um, that was already kind of agreed to, pretty much, or technically in the works still. Yeah. Uh, then we have, then we had this news break recently, and this is a light heavyweight Anthony Smith agrees to fight uh, Jimmy Kurt after Johnny Walker withdraws due to injury. I don't know if you've seen that story, but uh, yeah, oh, no, I haven't seen that yet. Uh, yeah, April twenty fourth, Anthony Smith is going to be getting back in the octagon because uh. Johnny Walker. Is that the Australian G- Jimmy Crew? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it is the Australian. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So he's gonna come back to fight him because uh, Johnny Walker withdrawed due to injury. Don't know what kind of injury they didn't say yet, okay. but uh, yeah, that's April twenty fourth. Maybe when he was doing a back. dance move and caught an injury. Maybe that man has like so many injuries and like. I feel like I've only seen like a couple of his fights. Yeah, yeah. But um, 
But yeah, Anthony Smith could be a good bout. Has the potential to be really good, but we'll have to yeah. see. Switching our focus over to the main card of UFC 258. That is this weekend. Pretty excited for that yeah. one. And uh, that one is going to feature headline uh, Walter Wade, Kamar Usman versus Gilbert Burns. I have yeah, Burns. Same. I don't care what anybody same. says. I have Burns. You can tell me wrong. You can tell me wrong. You can tell me, oh, you're sleeping on Kamaru. I'm not sleeping on Kamaru. I just think it's time we have a new Walterweight champion. Yeah. Not to say Kamaru is a bad champion, but when you defend your title one time last year, nah, you got to be like, you got a title, man. You should be defending it as much as you can. Yeah, uh, and especially with, uh, as a fighter, I like to I like to have exciting fights. So, Especially with Usman, he kind of makes the fight boring, but he's so good at doing it as well. Yeah, it was like it was it was like okay, it was like this. Like I was talking about it yesterday. If this main event is anything close to Fight Island's main event with Kamaru Usman and Jorge Masvidal, yep. I I don't know if I have interest in it. I don't know if I've lost interest in it. I hope it's not like yeah. that. I hope it's not a whole grapple match between the two friends because, I mean, I tend to think a lot of people forget that these two are training buddies. So that that right there alone already sets it up for a really good match. You know, they're training buddies. They know each other. They know each other's, you know, routine. They know each other and how how they work. So this fight should automatically be a really good, you know, go in there. And and fight for what you guys have been, you know. Yeah. But Burns is a Burn, Gilbert Burns is a killer on the feet. He's got brilliant jujitsu. He's very all rounded, and he's got mean hooks. He's he works on the inside very well, and he's just amazing. I like Gilbert Burns. Yeah, and those those hooks that you're talking about, we did see them against Tyrone yeah, Woodley. Yeah. You know, so uh, after that, I think our. That's not our co-main. What's our co-main? Oh, maybe it is our co-main. Uh, Macy. I know it's the girls that are fighting. Um, what is her name? Macy. Macy Barba. Macy Barba. Yes, Macy Barba versus Alexa. What's the? Uh, Grass. Grassio? I don't know. Grassio? I don't know. That's what I'm gonna guess, man. It's it sounds Spanish, so that's he, what I'm gonna guess. Is one. Uh, yeah, man. God, dude, like some of these fighters' names, man. It's just ridiculous sometimes. <laughs> um. Then we got uh Kevin Gaslam versus uh Ian Heinish. Uh, Ian Heinish. Yeah. The fight that I was looking forward to gets canceled yesterday. That I think it's stupid, but you know that's just me. Uh, Pedro Munoz versus Jimmy Rivera canceled. Guess what? You want to take a guess at what it's canceled to? Due to COVID. Oh, no. But I did hear. You cut off for a second there. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Uh, the backup fighter for Pedro Munoz and Rivera is, uh, I don't know if my phone's going to let me see it, so I can't really 
can't really look at it because my phone won't let me see it. Um, but yeah, there's a backup fighter for uh, Munoz and Rivera. Yeah, and then getting into the getting into the prelim card, there's really no interesting fights on the prelims. Uh, other than other than Jim Miller and Bobby Green, that's about it. That's a lightweight yeah. fight. Uh, that's about the other um, prelim card that looks looks. Yeah, Bobby Green's a decent competitor. You know, yeah, yeah, he is. You know, and this fight, I mean, I don't really know what these two are fighting for this time. I mean, maybe they're fighting for rank moves up, or maybe they're just fighting just because you know Dana thought it would be a good fight. Yeah, but directing attention down to Bellator news, Bellator. When was this? Was this like what yesterday? Or Wednesday, I think. It, or no, I think it was Thursday. Maybe it was Thursday or Monday. I think it was Thursday. Or Tuesday. Yeah. Bad. Tuesday. Today is Thursday. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday, Bellator told us that they had a, a special announcement. And that announcement is that they've basically shown us their 2021 schedule for this year. And uh, I got to say, pretty stacked. Yeah, very stacked. Bellator is also on a new network. It's on Showtime, which is awesome because yeah. now I think that will boost Bellator's sales. Yeah, uh, especially bit, with all the new fighters coming in as well. Especially with yeah, like you said, a lot, a lot of the new fighters. So the first fight that we have in Bellator is on April second, and uh, that's going to be Pitbull versus Sanchez for yeah. two fifty-five. For Bellator. Uh, and then moving down from that, 259 is gonna be Bader versus Machida for April for April 9th, yep. which already sounds crazy, those first two events. Yeah. Uh then we have uh I call him Nemirov, but or no like that's what I call him. Yeah. So, Versus Davis too. Then on that same card, the fight I am the most excited for: uh, Rumble Johnson versus Yoel Romero. Wow, blowing! I know it's crazy it's, to it's see Yoel, Yoel Romero is on Bellator now. What? How did yeah. he get there? Obviously, Dana cut him. Was it smart? No, nah, it wasn't. But damn, Yoel Romero better get this win. Imagine, uh, imagine if we see a Yo Romero win the tournament, and just and just cuts a mad promo. Okay, yeah, true. Speaking speaking about that, speaking about that, this is all lining up from Bader and uh, Machida down to uh, Rumble and uh, Romero. This is all Bellator's light light heavyweight Grand Prix or lightweight Grand Prix light heavyweight. Grand Prix title thing that they're doing, yeah. And uh, I was overlooking that that little roadmap that they had where where it shows you their names and all that. Yeah. And uh, this this tournament isn't even over until October, like middle of October, maybe maybe middle end of October is when this tournament is over. Yeah, I, I like how Bellator do tournaments. It's pretty cool. I think I think it is a really cool factor. You know, a lot of people who have fought in Bellator do uh, a, a lot of people who have fought in Bellator, uh, Michael, like Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler took part in uh, Bellator 
yeah tournament style thing and you know i think i really think it would be cool if you know other promotions would use this would use this uh this bracket you know do yeah. do tournaments you know stuff like that you know i think it would i think it would work really cool i'd like to see ufc try it but uh yeah light light heavyweight grand prix uh bellator and then the last fight which is supposed to have a heavyweight on it or supposed to have heavyweights i'm not sure if it does or not is uh archuleta versus pettis for 258 friday may 7th that's that's on bellator's end yeah so i think i really want yoel to win i really want yoel to win yeah but there's there's a part of me that wants Rumble to win as well. But yeah, there's also a part that realizes, well, damn, Rumble's kind of Rumble's kind of a little bit more of the veteran in this sense than Yoel is. Yeah, and Co- Corey Anderson's in there as well. So yeah, so Corey Anderson is in this mix up too. So it's like all these all, these are like top names. Yeah, these I mean, are top names, and this is the first time we've seen in Bellator very very high level competitors in one whole tournament you know and this this tournament couldn't have worked out any better and uh obviously like last year we knew yoel got cut from the ufc we knew he went to bellator but then they kind of just kept it silent yeah you know yeah so that makes me that makes me wonder how long did bellator have this planned out what did bellator have planned out during well they planned out smart obviously but it's it's just going to be crazy. You know, and I have to give credit to, to Bellator's uh, president, man, because he had to have sat down with these people and was like, look, I just got Yoel Romero and Rumble Johnson. I'm not going to let these two names fall, but we're going to do something good for the fans. Yeah. And, you know, Bellator seems to be surprising, you know. Is it better? Here's the question now. Is it better than the 2021 start that UFC's had? Um, I, I, that's a bit of a tricky one. Because think, when, when we started this year, our first three fights to kick everything off the, for the new year, obviously we had the incredible Max Holloway versus Calvin Cater. Yep. After that, it was, uh, I believe Chiesa it was... Chiesa versus Magni. And then after that, just recent was was Dustin versus Connor. So yeah. it was or it, was it was it Calvin Cater, Max Holloway, and then Calvin Cater, Max Holloway, and then was it Dustin and Connor? And then it was no, it was Kiesa and Magni. Yeah. And then it was Connor and Connor and Dustin. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's that's the way the fights went. So it's like Who's going to have the better 2021? Now, obviously, still, Bellator don't start till April. So, we're still kind of waiting for whatever they're doing. Yeah. Uh, we already know. Especially the UFC. They've still got fight island, more fight islands to come up. Uh, and there's always going to be something crazy on fight island. Yeah. And you already know, you already know for a fact that, you know, from now, from February to March to April, UFC has two months, oh, not two months, but UFC has a month, you know, to keep telling us what fights we have. 
But yeah. here's the thing. We already know what USD has planned for us because they've also told us that too. Yeah. So our our next, you know, our next big fights would be, you know, 259 and 260. Those would be our next big pay-per-views. Which are huge pay-per-views. Which, yeah, which in a sense, we have some of the best names on those cards, you know? Yeah. You know, we talk about it every time. We look at, at UFC 259, and we got Jan fighting Izzy, Amanda Nunes fighting Anderson, and Jan fighting Algerman. We look at 260, we got Steep and Francis. We got Vol- uh, Volkanovski and Ortega, and Woodley and Luca. So it's like, dude, those are already big. So does Bellator get credit for having a clean 2021 schedule, or do we just keep it with UFC? Yeah, it's. I think we give both promotions credit because... Bellator has put on a, an amazing tournament here with huge names from bringing in huge names from the UFC, bringing in huge names from different promotions and adding it all into one tournament. And the UFC have just done amazing with Fight Island and they're carrying that on throughout the year, I think. You know, and the other thing is like, you know, I want to see at, at, at this point, it's like, man, I would like to see their their light heavyweight division go up against our light heavyweight division. You know. Yeah, th- that would be cool. You know, like have a have a how can how can you how how can you say this? Have a pretty much the easiest way for me to say this would be have, yeah, have like a WWE style Survivor Series with UFC. <laughs> And Bellator, easiest way to yeah. say. It. And the winner of that of that tournament determines who has who really is like, you know. I know Bellator and I know UFC aren't fighting for who's the better brand or who has the better fighters, but in a sense, they both have really top names. They have amazing top names, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, those are just those, that's some of the news that's coming this year. Uh, from Bellator, so you know, I think over time we'll see more news with Bellator. Like um, you said, uh, it's only so far this year, so we'll see. We'll see more news from all promotions. Yeah, you know, we'll, you know, we'll see. We'll see next time we go back to Fight Island, which I think we'll go back to Fight Island. If I'm taking a guess, probably be around like. What are we, February right now? March, April, May, June, July, August. I say around like July we'll be back at Fight Island. Yeah, I was I was gonna say June or July. Maybe July, maybe June. I feel like those are the most equivalent times for fighters to, you know, get ready for it, you know. Yeah. Uh also, uh I'm not sure. What the uh, what the Bellator president is is doing about the illegal streamers? I don't think he's really doing anything. <laughs> uh, that's Bellator, man. I mean, Bellator, hey man. I mean, they're making sales one way or another. <laughs> I yeah. mean, they're getting people to watch their program. Did so, you see uh, the meme that I put up on my TikTok? Which one was it? Uh, it oh was like- yes, I did. Yes, I did with Dana. Yes, that was <laughs> super funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 like, come on, dude, really? Like, 
you're going after all these illegal streamers, which hey, go for it, man. Go for it. Go after these people. Yeah. But Dana's Dana's whole thing is he wants to take one streamer out each big pay per view, and I was like, that doesn't really make any sense because it's like, you know. But I mean, if Dana can do it, man, more power to Dana. Yeah. Uh, but uh, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and jump back into the into the main card for two fifty eight. Let's get some early predictions going. Some some title fights after that. What could potentially happen? And uh, we'll go ahead and start with the Kamal Usman and Gilbert Burns fight. What should happen after that? And early predictions on that. Yeah. Okay. So, like, obviously, you got Burns going into this. I got Burns going into this. Yeah. Um, but is it an upset if Kamaru wins? Yes or no? Um, no, because I think Kamaru is still the favorite going in to like, um, um, like casual fans, even though he's got a boring style to the casual fan. I think, uh, the casual fans think it's going to be a boring fight, but I reckon if, uh, Gilbert Burns can either keep it on the feet or use his jujitsu to his, his advantage. I reckon Gilbert Burns could win by submission. Do you think he can? You think he'll win by submission? Yeah, I it's I a... like Gilbert Burns' jiu-jitsu style. It's very like strong and powerful. He uses his strength on the ground, which is good. You know that's that's the thing with like that's the thing with Dana that was that Dana was talking about. Dana was talking about how Kamaru's never been, you know, never been. Drag down, you know, has never has never been, you know, I I tend to look at it as, man, he had the chance to, to basically say, hey, when I fought Hori Masvidal, I was gonna make this fight worth watching. He didn't make it worth watching, yeah, because it's like, dude, you did nothing special that entire fight, but sat there and repeatedly kept stomping and kept stomping and it was like dude what are you doing like you can be doing so much better right now yeah yeah but then again i don't think he wanted to deal with the with the striking speed of of somebody like masvidal yeah i i reckon if he would have tried to to do something like um like strike with him uh like a range i reckon masvidal would have used his speed to come in and knock him out oh yeah so if let's let's say let's say if Gilbert Burns wins, which is is pretty, is which is what my early prediction is, is I think Gilbert Burns wins via submission, and I'm gonna say it in like round two, round two or three. That's that's I'm what my submission. Three. I think three. You think three? Yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say round two or three. I'm gonna keep it at one of those. Yeah. The day of the fight, I'll make up my mind. The morning of the fight, before it starts, I'll make up my mind. I'll keep that in my head. Round two or three, <laughs> before the fight, I'll make up my mind. That's how I know. Yeah. Um, so if Gilbert Burns wins this, uh, obviously they're gonna want Gilbert Burns to take some time off from this fight. You know, re, you know, regather himself. You know, uh, and then after that, what do we do with Gilbert Burns? That's an open division right there. The Walter yeah. Waits. Yeah, they can. They do really anything they want. I'm not sure who numbers three and four is right now. Is the, is there any new news on Jorge Masvidal versus Colby Covington? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't covered any new news lately on that. I there hasn't really been anything. 
Um, I did get this story last night, though. Uh, this one real quick. And this one's off off topic of 258, but we'll get back to it right now. Um, I did get this uh, for the title fight in... What is that? For the title fight in March with Jan and Izzy, a backup fighter has been confirmed in case anyone, in case Jan or Izzy falls out, and that backup fighter is going to be Glover Teixeira. They want Glover Teixeira to be a backup fighter. Well, he's a veteran, and and he definitely deserves it. Well, after the win over, he beat Anthony Smith. Who else did he beat? Uh, who is his most recent win? I know he had a most recent, recent win. Um, it's not even in here. I know I wrote it down. Uh, he did have a recent win. I know he did. Was it back in December? No, it wasn't back in December because December's fight night was Aldo and was Thompson. And Neil. I know he fought recently. Yeah. And I'm looking, I'm looking through all of my notes to see if I see it somewhere. But apparently, I don't see it somewhere. But I do know he had a recent win over somebody. Yeah. It, well, no matter what, he definitely deserves to be the backup fighter. Oh, yeah. And I thought, you know, I thought that was kind of an odd. That was kind of an odd, uh, an odd fighter to choose for your backup. But you know, then again, it makes sense. Yeah, makes the most sense. Uh, also, on this, while we're on this topic, uh, what if what if he wins? Like, what if what if somebody does drop out and he ends up winning? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I how, don't think that would ever happen. But <laughs> how <laughs> upsetting would that be? <laughs> Imagine if. Uh... Jan pulls out and Izzy and Texera's scheduled just for like an interim and he beats Izzy. Like, dude, like, yeah, what if he beats Izzy? Like, dude, this is serious. <laughs> I mean, he he might be able to beat Izzy. He nah, might be I, able I, to beat... Nah, don't be... <laughs> don't be that way. He might, be, he might be able to beat uh, Jan. It's like, dude, I'm just saying, like, I'm thinking of, like, the bad parts in this. Like, dude, if he wins, dude, whoa. What just happened? Yeah. You have completely turned everything around on us and was like, oh, yeah, he was who was supposed to be fighting before this. Yeah. And it's like, okay. I know Dana's up to some some stuff like that, too. I see Dana doing something like that here and there. <laughs> um, no, so jumping back, uh, we both got Gilbert Burns as our early predictions. Yeah. Um... I would say let's go to our next early prediction or prediction, Pedro Munoz versus Jimmy Rivera. But guess what? Not happening because COVID sucks. I hate it. Yeah, same. Uh, there's been some more news about uh, Jake Paul, the Ben Askren situation, which at this point, it's like, dude, come on. What are you guys doing? Yeah, you guys aren't even. Come on, man. You guys aren't even like taking this serious anymore. Did you see, did you see Ben Askren's new, uh, Ah, uh, what is it? Punching bag. His new, uh, yes, new punching bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So at this point, it's like, man, you got. I'm trying to take these two serious. I really am, but you got one guy who's basically trying to 
Because Ben Aspen's over there talking about how Jake Paul is an internet is an internet troll, how he trolls everybody. So Ben Askren's next move is to start trolling people on his social media so he can kind of get the same, like, so, you know, people can do the, oh, well, I hate him. I want him to lose. Or I want, like, people are, he's, he's trying to get people to go for him. Yeah. I, I honestly Both think Ben Askren might be able to win that fight in a boxing match. I'm just saying... I'm just saying this now. If if Ben Askren loses, I've lost all hope and everything. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's still a chance that Jake Paul win because Jake Paul. If you think about it, I don't know. It's hard to say. He's fought. In, okay, this this is the part that that I get to every time with this, and everybody I talk to about this. Jake Paul has fought two people. Two people. Yeah. He's not. He's not fought. In, a significant amount to what Ben Askren has fought before. Yeah, yeah. First of first off, Ben Askren or uh, not Ben Askren, Jake Paul fought a retired basketball player. What do you expect? Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah. Um, like you can't really expect like dude. Okay, basketball. Basketball training compared to UFC training compared to boxing. Yeah. Training. How yeah, different way. is? Thinking about it. How different are those three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, in basketball, you need cardio. Yes, in UFC, you need cardio. Well, not, not a lot. Well, yeah, you need a lot, depending on depending <laughs> on what division. Yeah. It's like, dude, all, all of these, all these people that are like, oh, yeah, Jake Paul's, Jake Paul's on a win streak. He's only won two fights. Calm down. Yeah. He's not yeah. on a win streak. He's won two fights. And them two fights were against nobodies. Exactly. I mean, you mentioned you mentioned an you mentioned an NBA fan, Nate Robinson, and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, he was this, he was so and so for this team." You you can't say, "Oh yeah, they're both fighters." They weren't both fighters. I don't know who his first opponent was. I don't know who Jake Paul's first opponent was. Yeah, uh, I think it was a YouTuber. Was it? Yeah. See, there again, dude. You can't just you can't constantly be. Oh, he fought a YouTuber and a basketball player. Yeah. Those two don't have anything in common. Yeah. It's like, dude, I don't know what they plan on doing with this, but all I know is Jorge Masvidal is helping Jake Paul train. Do I think Jake Paul's going to beat Jorge Masvidal's record to knock out Ben Askren? Nope, because nobody can do that. <laughs> yeah. That was okay. So let's 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 backtrack on this okay again real quick. Uh, the Corey the Corey Sanhagen flying knee to Frankie Edgar. Who did it better, Jorge Masvidal or Frank or Corey Sanhagen? Oh, that's a tough one. Who did it better? I'm gonna have to say Masvidal. Exactly, because Masvidal did it in what four seconds, five, five seconds, three, five. Yeah, five. If you really think about the count, because obviously you have the, you had John Anik doing the Modelo brought to you by, and then everybody was like, "Whoa, what happened? Holy crap! This dude's on the yeah, floor!" Yeah, really. If you start. think about it, it was free because uh, he, he hit him two times afterwards as well. Yeah, so it's like eliminate the two hits after that. Eliminate eliminate the two hits, and focus on when you said the fight clock is brought to you by so and so, and Joe Rogan freaked out. Okay. That was about roughly three seconds. If you really time it, you don't. I wouldn't. Me personally, I wouldn't count the two punches at the end. Yeah. But hey, he was already knocked out at that point. Yeah. 
the thing with Corey Sandhagen's knee, flying knee, it pains me to talk about this, man, because I had so much riding on Frankie Edgar going into this. Uh, I think I had Frankie Edgar going in as well. I had so much riding on Frankie Edgar for, <laughs> for winning this fight. And no, what do I get? I get a flying knee in the in 28 seconds. Yeah. And I, I lost all hope at that point. When I seen Frankie Edgar lay face down, I was like, yep, he's done for. He ain't getting up. Yeah. It's like, this sucks. Um, but then again, dude, my thing, my thing with the Frankie Edgar and, and Sanhagen fight is it's like you, you gave Frankie Edgar a kid who is a lion. Why would you give him a kid who is hungry? Yeah. Don't don't do that. You could have given him anybody else in the pantomimes. But no, you gave him you gave him Corey Sanhagen. A straight up killer. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it was like, dude, come on, you know he can't recover from that. That's the end of his career right there. You might as well not even talk about it. Yeah. Now I didn't. Now on the on the fight night, uh, on the fight night Overeem fight, uh, I didn't really stay too late for the uh for the press conference thing. I didn't really listen to any of that. I normally listen to it, but I didn't get to. Um, but yeah. Other than that, I saw. I mean, I, I mean, clearly everybody's fight of the night was, you know, Corey Sanhagen in that. Yeah. Uh, man, God, dude, that that just sucks, you know. Yeah. It's, it, it's sad to see Frankie Edgar go out like that as well. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then um, like I said on on the on the prelim card, you know, that Odie Osborne kid really really made a statement, and uh, that that kid is actually on my tiktok so you can go and when obviously when we're done with this uh it's on there so you can see that knockout i'll go go check out the uh brunel the daryush kid that that was also really good you know three-round fight yeah but uh yeah man it was just like dude i don't understand how how legends go out like that you know and that that definitely that definitely puts Corey Sanhagen on the map again. Yeah, you yeah. know everybody everybody knows he lost to he lost to Alderman. Yeah. yeah, you know that puts Corey Sanhagen back on the map. I and he has all the tools yeah. to beat Alderman now, in my opinion. Oh yeah, he he has the he has the tools. He has he has that. Dude, that knockout right there should give you the motivation. Yeah. You should have the motivation to be like, yo, I feel good. I can do this. Yeah. But then again, we got to stop and we got to stop and remember there's a little snake in the grass. TJ Dillashaw. Who's the little yeah. There's a little snake in the grass. There's a little Dillashaw coming out of nowhere saying, hey, I'm back. I'm good to go. Imagine the scenes. Imagine the scenes if he tests positive again. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, you know how freaking hilarious that would be yeah. it's just like you, you went how long was you out six months um six? a year i think like a year? over a year like a, over a year dude you did all of that and then they they like literally come back and were like hey he's back on what's it called again so he's out for another year. yeah you know and uh the thing with that man is like you know tj tj is a good guy don't get me wrong yeah cody Cody No Love, Cody Garbrandt, yeah. good guy. Yeah. You're right, favor, good guy. Here's my thing with all three of them. 
is do you remember when they had their little when they had their little argument all three yeah. of them that's why i'm like that's why i'm super against dj delafon yeah when when because you got to think it was around 2011 2010 when connor and uriah hall or uriah favor damn uriah hall uh uriah favor hosted tough yeah and that was the same season that cody garbrandt and tj were on there yeah. and all three of them were on there and when they started their little fighting, from that moment, it was like, oh, I don't like TJ as much anymore. Yeah. I don't like Uriah Favor as much as anymore. Cody is the only one I respect. Cody is the only one I am waiting for him to make his comeback. Yeah. Because I feel when his comeback happens, it's going to be something yeah. wild. He's, he's, he's such a warrior as well. He always puts out there, doesn't he? Because think about it. When... Let okay. Let's let's play this. Let's play this scenario. Let's say in a year, in a year, Co- uh, Corey Sanhagen is is bantamweight champ. Yeah. Underneath him, I would imagine underneath him for number one or for number two. No, for number one would be Aljamain. Yeah. Underneath that would probably be Peter Yan, and underneath that would be um, TJ. Cody's gonna come back through every single rank until he gets to TJ, yeah. and he, when he gets his hands on Corey Sanhagen, I can tell you right now, it will be a fight that will mark history books. Yeah, just because of how, just because of how how they are, just because of how fast I, they I, strike. I imagine if Cody gets revenge on the snake in the grass. Imagine. I, I want Cody to fight Dillashaw again. I think he deserves to fight Dillashaw. Yeah. A- answer answer me this. Is it fair? And we've already seen this done in one division. We've already seen it done in the light in the light uh lightweight division. Answer me this. Is it fair that TJ Dillashaw gets to come in back into the UFC doors and go, hey, I want a title shot now? Um definitely not, but Who are you? Yeah, exactly. Who are like really ask that ask, ask yourself that who is that you can't just come. the reason why I said UFC UFC has already done it is because they've already done it with Michael Chandler Michael Chandler showed up knocked out Nan Hooker came into the office the next day and said I want I want my title I want to fight Khabib yeah wait a second hold up I don't even know who you are you knocked one out you can't come in here demanding title shots yeah, yeah. all right it's not how it works. Yeah. So, in the long run, I think in a year, in a year, Corey Sanhagen will be champ when Cody Garbrandt comes back. Just be ready. Yeah. Just be ready. Just get ready for war because it's going to happen. It's going to be crazy when it happens. There, there's so many fights to make in the Bantamweight. And uh, imagine, like, two years ago, the Bantamweights were, weren't even, like, very good pay-per-view stars, were they? Or the, or the Flyweights. Now they're main yeah, event. Now they're main event. It's just crazy. You know the flyweights. Who knows what's going on in that division? We haven't heard anything from from Figueredo. We haven't heard anything. He's kind of gone silent. But you know what? I give him. I give him props for that. You know the man deserves yeah. that. You know? Do I wish he would fight somebody soon? I think so. I think there's a couple names for him to fight. But man, it's just like, dude, this whole. Sanhagen and Bantamweight issue going on, it's gonna be really yeah. good. It's gonna it's gonna make for some 
some incredible, incredible fights. It's going to be sick to watch um, later this year. Yeah, you know, and uh, I'm I'm excited to see what they do, yep. uh, what they do with everything, man. Because this is this is it, man. This is this is big for the bantamweights, and I feel like the bantamweights this year have the potential to 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 come up and be the to be the next big division. Yeah, yeah, you know, definitely, definitely. I mean, right next to the light to the light to the lightweights, you know, bantamweights can can almost do it, yeah. man. Yeah. Especially from where um, from where they've come from in like the pay per view terms, they they've definitely made their way up to the top. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So. Going back to two fifty eight this weekend. Oh man, that's crazy. We're already at UFC two fifty eight. Was no okay. I forget. It's a pay per view fight night pay per view. Okay, that's how that's how it goes. Um. Kevin Gaslam versus versus Ian Ian. Heinish. Who do you got on that one? Yeah. Heinish? No, no, I've got Kelvin yeah, Gaslam going into that, but his name's Ian Heinish. Heinish? That's, that's such a weird like last name. I wonder what he is. Like I wonder what his nationality is. He's gotta be he's like American. Heinish? I think he's American. Heinish? That sounds kinda like yeah. German. Sounds Heinish? European. Sounds like German. Yeah, it sounds like sounds like German. Sounds like a little bit of Irish, but I think I think he is. I think he is American. Uh, yeah, I got Kevin. I got Kevin Gaslam. You know, I think he. This is his return, his long-awaited return. I I think first first round knockout. I really do. By by Kevin. Kevin? Yeah, by Kelvin Gaslam. Yeah, I I think it's all set up to be a first round knockout. Ian Heinish is quite hyping himself up, in my opinion. Uh, uh, the think about this. Think about the people who Kelvin Gaslam was fought. Uh, Davin Till, a world title challenger at waterweight and moves up to middleweight. Israel Adesanya, a future goat. Um, who basically? No, hold on. Let me let me stop you right here. Who basically put a beating on Adesanya, but couldn't? Yeah. With a couple more rounds in that fight, would have potentially be Adesanya. Yeah. So you were saying who else did he beat? Who else has he? Who else has he uh, ran through? He also fought Jack and Manson, um, uh, which was um, top, he was at the time Jack and Manson was a top five uh, contender, world class opponent, and uh, tapped Kelvin Gaslam out. That's the three losses of Kelvin Gaslam that he's last had. But Kelvin Gaslam is going to win this fight. I, I have no doubt about it. I I think I think he will too, and uh, I think this will put him back in the. What is he? This is a middleweight bout that's yeah, happening between these two. So I think this I think this will put him back in the middleweight column, and uh, obviously right now we know, any anybody who's at the top five for the middleweights, can't really make any progress because Izzy. of yeah. because of Izzy and Izzy's fight. Which we talk about every week, um, but yeah, I I feel I feel uh, he has a potential to to get back to to get back to fighting for the yeah. title again. Yeah, you know, and uh, it's really cool because I want to see how it plays out. I want to see how it plays out when when the Izzy and Yan fighters are. I want to see how you know 
because at this point, if Izzy really does become a two division champ, it's like, well, damn, he has to drop weight to fight middleweights. Yeah. yeah. To make weight to fight light heavyweights. Yeah. And it's like, you know, did you see the uh, the forty minute interview with Nate uh, Diaz? I never got to watch. Uh, I, I never got to watch any of it yet. No. Okay. Well, that that okay. Uh, that is a really good interview, yeah. by the way. I I gotta say that you know Nate Diaz doesn't look anything like Nate Diaz. No <laughs> <more>. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, no, super good interview, like forty minute long interview. Uh, I still yet to watch the first like four three episodes of Embedded for this this pay per view. I haven't. Yeah, really I watch, I think I've watched them all. Uh. But uh, what I might do is I might go on ESPN and I might look at the I might watch yeah. all of them because I know they already have it in like one full movie thing. So I might just yeah. watch it like that. Uh, but yeah, the forty minute interview with um Nate Diaz really good. Talks about who he wants to fight or who he would like to come back and fight. And uh, his two on the table right now is uh, he's offered or. His two in his table in his court that he would like to fight right now are um, Dustin or Charles Oliveira, which either one, I mean. But but the strange thing is he also said he wasn't going back down to lightweight. Yeah, so he wants to he wants to stay. He wants to stay. He wants to go into a new. Another he wants to what is it? That he wants to go back into what 50, 155? No, 170. No? Yeah. yeah. So he wants to go into 170 and doesn't want to go back to fight, you know, any of those guys, which 170, I think I could see him there. I could, I think I could see Nate yeah, Diaz in 170. He fought uh, very good world class fighters in like such as Jorge Mazzardo at 170. He fought. And you know, that, that fight right there is one that needs to happen. That yeah, rematch yeah, needs to happen because I I I hate it. I hate it as much as I can in UFC, and I hated it with the Ortega and Holloway fight when they do the when they call yeah. doctor stoppage or they throw the talent. I hate that. It's because it's like, dude, these two are going. Just let them yeah. go, please. Like, yeah. you know. So to see to see uh to see a returning Nate Diaz fight a current Jorge Masvidal, yeah, I think that's yeah, the maybe, fight to make yeah. because you know those two those two have stuff that aren't fit. fight. Let them fight for the BMF yeah. title. The title that's not even the title. Just let them yeah, fight for if it. If it makes money, it makes sense. Somehow, yeah. Somehow, you know, you know that's what they're looking forward to. They're all looking for the money. That's all they're looking at um no so yeah uh awesome interview with nate diaz you should check it out and then uh there was one with Corey sanhagen where he had Corey, uh where he had Corey sanhagen on the show for a little bit that was another really cool interview um but yeah i think that's pretty much it uh we covered we recapped the we recapped Fight night, Overeem. Uh, talked about UFC yeah. upcoming news. Talked about 
news that broke recently. Bellator's uh, light lightweight or light heavyweight Grand Prix, which ends in like October, yeah. I think. Again, don't correct me on that, but it should end in October. And then we talked about UFC 258. That's in the book, or well, that's not in the books yet, but it's in my book because <laughs> I already wrote it down. Um, no, so. <laughs> We talked about UFC 258, early predictions on who we want to win. Uh, once again, like I said, I'm bummed out. Pedro Munoz, Rivera not fighting because, you know, stupid world right now. But uh, we'll, see what we'll see what their backup yeah. fighters could do. Yeah. Let's, see what their, let's see what their backup fighters could do. And uh, let's see if it's any hope that I had, you know, yeah. with yeah. these two fighting. So we'll see what those two have to do. Uh, other than that. I don't really have anything going on other than that's it. You don't. You yeah. have anything you want to shout out? Uh, anything you're really. working on? Just no, no. Yeah. Just keep the TikToks. Keep keep an eye yeah. on both of the TikToks. Uh, yeah. So that is the end of the show. I will see you guys next Thursday. Next Thursday, maybe next Wednesday to discuss the 258 recap once again i'm signing off and uh yeah we'll see you guys next week after 258 has settled and uh we'll go from there see you man so i'll see you dude